freedom from anxiety. That's the message the Lord said for me to bring. And I thought, well, what do I know about anxiety? I'm sort of a pretty laid-back ex-surfer, ex-dope smoker, uh, very laissez-faire, que-sera-sera, whatever will be, will be. I'm not known to be a warrior. And then uh, at 2 o'clock this morning, uh, the Lord woke me up and uh, reminded me of a couple of times in my life, and there may have been more, but certainly a couple of times in my life, I may have been a little bit anxious. Once, one time was when I was 20, I was uh, sailing north of New Zealand in a 32-foot sloop with two other guys, and the skipper admitted to us that um, he had never sailed further than uh, Auckland to Whangarei. He had told us that he used to sail on the Fiji yacht races, but he admitted that, no, he only listened to it on the radio. (laughs) And here we were, believing this guy knew what he was doing. And uh, he told us this when I had plotted on the map, because we did learn a bit about navigation on Whangarei before we left, and um, I had plotted the map, and we were like two inches north of the, nor- of, the, of the North Cape. So if we were two inches north of North Cape, that, went, that meant we were hundreds of miles north of North Cape, heading up into the ocean. We weren't going towards Australia at all. And so we turned around and came back, and you know it took us a whole day of sailing to come back before we spotted the Three King Islands. So we knew that we had to shelter for the night before we turned right to go to Australia. And um, when we looked at the map, um, there was a gap between the cliff face and a, a rock pinnacle. And I remember being anxious because the light was failing and we didn't know whether we were close to the cliff or close to the rock. We were just guessing from what we could vaguely see. And I I I remember being anxious at that point in time in my life, probably the only time I'd really been anxious. In fact, fear probably came upon me. And I reached out to my friend Max and I said, give me a cigarette. Now, I was 20 and I never smoked. <laughs> I'd got through all my, all my teenage years and he saw me smoke and, and he said, you can't smoke, you don't even take it down. So I took it down and you know I was addicted from that very second. And I smoked for 10 years. Thank God the Lord set me free from that. Anyway, we made it through there and we stayed the night and then we headed for Australia. And I was thinking about that, well, you know, after that I was pretty cool. I surfed the Australian coast and um, I was still pretty relaxed. Never got worried about anything. The Lord reminded me another time that I got worried. I was in a car with my partner, business partner, um, and uh, at Radio Haraki, Caltech's house, smoking dope, as we used to do. And we suddenly saw a police car cruising around the back of Fanshawe Street. 
and we panicked. We panicked. We said someone spotted us. The police are coming. So bam, we hopped out, ran up Caltech's house, fourth floor, went into the toilets, got rid of about $40 worth of dope, and then came down and looked out the window and saw the police car just going. It had nothing to do with us. Huge waste of money, but we were quite, uh, quite worried at that time. But let's have a look at uh, the next slide. Anxiety is real, obviously, and people do suffer from it. They get cold chills, nausea, falling sensations, numbness, ting tingling, body pain. They end up in mental hospitals. Anxiety causes you to become sick. So if you think it's all right to be anxious about things, you're going to learn something this morning because I'm going to suggest to you that continuing to be anxious is sin. Look what Proverbs 3 says. Proverbs, sorry, Proverbs 12, 25. Anxiety in the heart of man causes depression, but a good word makes it glad. Do you or a member of your family suffer from depression? The cause of that depression will be anxiety. The cause of anxiety is fear. The cause of fear is not knowing the love of God in your life and trusting him in certain areas. Look at Matthew 6.34. The Bible says, Therefore do not worry, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about its own things. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. How true is that? Philippians 4.6 the word of God says, be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. If you're anxious about a situation, stop. Take it to the Lord, give it to him, and ask him to solve it, and trust that he will. Speaking in tongues is a tremendous way to stop anxiety. Why? Because the word of God says, he that speaketh in an unknown tongue edifies himself. That means builds you up, makes you feel good. I remember the one and only time I ever did feel depressed. Thank God. I was in Taupo, and I was thinking about a certain situation, and I felt a wave of depression came on me. I felt like I wanted to die. It's never happened, never happened before, never happened since. But it happened then. I remembered what my mentor had been saying. Ray, praise the Lord in all things. Speak in tongues if you're ever feeling down. So I reluctantly started speaking in tongues. Didn't feel like it. So I kept on going and kept on going. After five minutes, that depression left. Absolutely gone as if it had never been there. It's a key. Luke 12, 22 to 31. This is Jesus speaking. Then he said to his disciples, Therefore I say to you, do not worry. Some of you who are worry warts 
that's sin, and you are offending a living God, and I call you to repent, just as Des was saying. Repentance is the key to most things. So if you're worrying, if you're an anxious person, repent. What does repentance mean? It means stop worrying. Turn around and start thinking positively and getting <coughs> transforming your mind. Therefore I say to you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat, nor about your body, what you what you will put on. Life is more than food and the body is more than clothing. Consider the ravens, for they neither sow nor reap, which have neither storehouse nor barn, and God feeds them. Of how much more value are you than the birds? And which of you, by worrying, can add one cubit to a stature? Now, I've sort of worried about my height every now and then, but it hasn't done a blooming thing. I'm still the same height as I was in the sixth form. If you are then not able to do the least, why are you anxious for the rest? Consider the lilies, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin, and yet I say to you, even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. If then God so clothes the grass, clothes the grass, which today is is in the field and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, how much more will he clothe you, O you of little faith? And do not seek what you should eat or what you should drink, nor have an anxious mind. For all these things the nations of the world seek after, and your Father knows that you need these things. But seek the kingdom of God and all these things shall be added to you. So when there is no food in the cupboard and some of you have been through those experiences, the Bible says don't be anxious. In all things, take it to the Lord and trust him. And someone somewhere will hear, take a box of goodies around to so-and-so. Trust the Lord. Look at Romans 14.23. But he who doubts is condemned if he eats because he does not eat from faith. So that's talking about diet. But then it says, for whatever is not from faith is sin. See where I get the scripture from? See why I can say that that is? Because worry is lack of faith. Worry is not trusting God. Therefore, for whatever is not from faith is sin. What does God want us to do about sin? He wants us to stop. If we're thieving, he wants us to stop thieving. Start giving to people. If we're lying, he wants us to stop lying and tell the truth. If we're worrying about things, he wants us to stop worrying and start believing in his goodness. You know, I have been getting an email once a week from a guy called Mark de Jesus. Mark de Jesus. Funny name, isn't it? Odd name, but that's his name. And he is the most, one of the most marvellous teachers of the word I have come across in a long time. Young guy, and 
He's written a book called I Will Not Fear. And if you or someone you know really has in-depth problems with fear and worry and anxiety and depression, I recommend that you get that book. I haven't read it, but I know that it will be absolutely good. Why? Because his articles about fear and worry are absolutely brilliant. He says this, I was riddled with fear issues. He's a preacher now, and his whole life was ruined by, for a long time by anxiety. He says, I was riddled with fear issues, but many of them were hidden under the surface. I was able to hide them for a while. And while they became so intense, I had to start paying attention to my need for heart healing. I feared making mistakes. I feared getting hurt. I feared rejection. I feared intimacy. I was afraid of God. I was afraid of others. I feared the future. Any of those fears mean anything to you? But this was just the start. But I had to get honest. One thing I feared greatly was that I would end up out of God's will. I desperately feared failure and was afraid of making a wrong move that God didn't approve of, which would put me out of his will. So here was a man who was absolutely riddled with fear, riddled with anxiety. He couldn't go into a meeting because he thought he was going to stuff it up. And what he did was he started to spend a long time in repentance. Weeks, months, going before the Lord, repenting for his anxiety for this, repenting for his anxiety for that. And he spent a long time in repentance as the Lord began to show him keys to come out of being fear. And now he doesn't have fear or anxiety. You know, there is a remedy that drives out anxiety. He discovered this, and I have discovered this too, which is why I can share it. When it comes to the healing of anxiety, we have to ask the question, what does love mean in your heart and life? Are you able to access the, the safety of God's love? For this is the great antidote over anxiety. In fact, love actually has the power to cast out anxiety. It establishes that you are safe in love. Look at 1 John 4.18. There is no fear in love. Perfect love casts out fear because fear involves torment. People who are fearful and anxious are tormented, something shocking. But he who fears has not been made perfect in love. So if you are full of anxiety and worried about this and worried about your children and worried about your future and what have you, you have not been made perfect in love. It means that you just don't have that peace and that joy that comes from knowing how much God loves you. In the fight to, to overcome anxiety, we, we need to get more familiar with the experience of God's love in our hearts. Most people live with, with a broken heart, mainly because love has been compromised in their life. They've either had experiences that robbed them of, of love or left them empty of love. Quite often it's both. 
Sometimes we did not experience the love of a father that we should have had. And that'll be cause a deficit in your life. Maybe you were jilted. Maybe someone left you. Even as a teenager, puppy love, when you lost your first girlfriend. It can affect you. It can hurt you. It can wound you. And that can cause anxiety later in your life. Many are disconnected and that, uh, to their need for love because they know it's in their head. They know it in their head. We all know Jesus loves us, right? Jesus loves us, yes. But do we know that? How well do we know that Jesus loves us? Is it just words in the Bible? Whenever you are anxious, there is a place in your heart that has not been loved on. So you ask God to locate your fear and God can show you where love is missing. Anxiety is all about torment. Love is all about safety. The love from God is perfect. It carries the capacity to drive fear and anxiety right out of your life. When I came back eventually from Australia after that sailing trip, <clears throat> I was working for Radio Haraki, the land station, for a while, and then I went to Dunedin, worked for Radio Otago, then I came back up to Auckland because I was a director of Stereo FM, the first FM station ever to come to New Zealand. When I was sitting in the boardroom and, uh, one day, I had a call and I had a, a disappointment in my life that could have fairly well shattered me. And I went home and I wept before the Lord. But I didn't weep for myself. I wept for the sin in my life. And as it's, it's written in... Uh, my, my testimony, which is in Voice magazine. Thanks, Des. And this is what happened to me. I was lying on my bed in repentance. Des talked about repentance this morning. And this is what happened. As I cried out to the Lord, an incredible thing happened. I was suddenly charged with what seemed like a zillion bolts of electricity that transfixed me to the bed so that I was unable to move. For what seemed like an eternity, wave after wave of God's love just flowed right through me. You know, I had, I'd had some euphoric trips in my life, but there was nothing compared to that amazing experience. I know God loves me, not just because his word says it, but he came and met me. And he just loved on me. See, I can never forget that. No, I can't get anxious or worried, and, and things can happen. We can have wives that um, can cause a bit of trouble and we can get worried about it, you know. <laughs> or we can have a cat that's annoying. We can have all sorts of things. But because I know that God loves me, nothing troubles me. I am free of worry. Why? Am I someone special? Nah, I'm a nobody. But I know God loves me. And he has been with me 
through all sorts of trials and tribulations because they will come. But because I know he loves me, I know that there is light at the end of the tunnel. Always. You know, anxiety can also be a spiritual battle. It, it is the looming presence of fear. But you need to know that fear is not just a psychological symptom. It can also be a spiritual attack. Too many Christians are not prepared for the spiritual warfare that comes against them. And it will. Maxine is talking about getting to understand and move in the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And the Lord wants us to move in the gifts of the Holy Spirit. That's word of knowledge. That's uh, discerning of spirits. That's healing. That's bringing a tongues message in church. Bringing an interpretation. That's moving in the gifts. And the gifts we use to bring healing to, 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 to the body and to outsiders. But bet your bottom dollar, the, start, the moment you start moving in the gifts, you'll come under a spiritual attack. So be aware of that. Make sure that you are surrounded by friends and Christians who love you and support you. That's why we need to be, to be armed. Too many Christians are actually not prepared for the spiritual war that comes against them. One of the front lines of attack is fear. It's a number one weapon that is used against you. Now, you have heard the example that I've given you before about um, Jan, and forgive me for talking about my wife, because I like talking about my wife, because I, lo I love her dearly. And this is a point that I'm trying to bring to you, that if you hear a truth and you don't do something about it, it'll backfire on you. Now, I brought this truth about a key to being free of anxiety before, and so has Jan. And yet we've still pe got people coming for ministry that are full of anxiety. They haven't dealt with what they were taught previously. So I'm encouraging you, please take on board what you're hearing if the Holy Spirit reams it to your spirit. You know, Jan used to wake up in the middle of the night having had a nightmare dream of being chased and tortured by demonic beings. And this went on night after night and she'd wake up and I'd pray for her and she'd go, they'd go away and she'd sleep. And one day I said to her, for heaven's sake, sweetheart, why do you keep having these dreams and waking me up? Deal with it. Ask the Lord, what is the entry point? I went back to sleep, and she did. She asked the Lord, what was the entry point? And she had a vision of when her brother and sister used to tickle her when she was a kid. Tickle her to the point that she screamed. She was, it was torture. She'd forgotten all about it. It was when she was a kid. The Lord showed her that twice. So she got very excited and said, Honey, I know, I know what the entry point is from that spirit of fear that comes and tortures me. I said, yes. And she told me what it was. And I immediately said, so have you forgiven them? And she thought, forgiven them? 
I haven't even thought about it. I haven't even thought of the need to forgive them. But she did. She prayed a prayer of forgiveness, and she was set free. Do you know that those torturing demonic dreams have never come back? She has had some demonic dreams, even recently, but nothing to do with fear or torture, to do with something else um, that we're involved in in ministry. But there is a key that we discovered. Forgiveness sets you free from anxiety and fear. So how do we know that? Well, what was that scripture that we just had back there? It was that fear involves torment. And if you go to Matthew 18, 33, 35, Jesus tells a story about the guy who was forgiven much but then didn't forgive someone else. And he said, should you not also have had compassion on your fellow servant just as I had pity on him and his master was angry and delivered him to the torturers until he, he should pay all that was due to him. So my heavenly father also will do to you if each of you from his heart does not forgive his brother his trespasses. If you've got some unforgiveness in your heart from way, way back, and what, over here, you're anxious and fearful, where did it come from? Why are you anxious and fearful? The Bible says because, and I believe it's because God allows you to, come, to be tormented. Why? Because he wants you to repent and deal with that unforgiveness so that you're set free. How do I know this is true? Just in the past couple of weeks, um, uh, a mature Christian woman had invited Jan and I to dinner and she mentioned that she hadn't been sleeping and was concerned because she was suffering from anxiety. For some reason, I felt to say, unless you truly repent from being anxious, you will never be set free. I don't know why I said that. I was sitting at the dinner table. It sounded a bit rude, really. But it must have been the Holy Spirit because this lady went to the Lord and said, I have repented, but nothing has happened. And he said to her, you can't do it without my help. So she asked for help, and he revealed to her that she still had unforgiveness in her heart for a parent that had treated her badly as a child. He also brought to mind an incident where as a teenager she had played with friends using a, a Ouija board, the occult. I believe that she has dealt with those things, and I believe that the anxiety will leave her because she has repented for those things. She still needs to repent for being anxious. And that will happen. Let's have a look at Romans 5, 1 to 5. Therefore, since we've been made right in God's sight by faith, we have peace with God because of what Jesus Christ our Lord has done for us. Because of our faith, Christ has brought us into this place of undeserved privilege where we now stand. And we confident, confidently and joyfully look forward to sharing God's glory. 
We can rejoice, not worry or be anxious. We can rejoice too when we run into problems and trials. Doesn't the Bible say praise him in everything? So if you're going through a difficult time, the answer to it is to praise the Lord and bless him. I remember ringing my mentor on Taupo and saying, oh, this has happened, da 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 So she said, so are you praising the Lord? And I'd forgotten. No, I said. He said, well, start praising the Lord and then ring me up. He was a bit hard on me, that guy. But it's true, isn't it? Let's look at what the scripture says. We can rejoice too when we run into problems and trials for we know that they help us develop endurance and endurance develops strength of character and character strengthens our confident hope of salvation. And this hope will not lead lead to disappointment for we know how dearly God loves us because he has given us the Holy Spirit to fill our hearts with love. Do you know the Holy Spirit? Is the Holy Spirit present in in your life and in your family? For we know how dearly God loves us because he has given us the Holy Spirit to fill our hearts with his love. We all know dear Mary, who's uh, a member of our church and has prayed for many, many people. She's now moved to a, a home where she's been cared for and Jan was given some uh, papers and that to look after for her and I looked at them and here was something in her precious legacy that she, 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 she's, she's made available to us. It's a, a whole article, not article, just a list of scriptures. Every fear cast out. A whole list of scriptures. And this is at the back. There's 30 copies if you want to take it home and read it. And on the back of it, full forgiveness in Jesus' name. And as I read this through, I saw these, these scriptures. First Chronicles 28.20 Be strong and of good courage and do it. Fear not. Not Not be dismayed, for the Lord, even my God, will be with you. This is fantastic when you're in a difficult situation. Sometimes it pays to have these verses cut out, chopped up and stuck up on your wall. For even my God will be with you and he will not fail you nor forsake you until you have finished all the work for the service of the house of the Lord. Psalm 23, 4 Yes, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For you are with me, your rod and your staff comfort me. Psalm 34, 4. I sought the Lord and he heard me and delivered me from all my fears. John fourteen twenty seven. Peace I leave with you. This is Jesus speaking. My peace I give to you, not as the world gives, give I to you. Let not your heart be troubled. Neither let it be afraid. Second Timothy 1-7 For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. First John 4-4 4, 4, You are of God, little children, and have overcome them, because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. So feel free to pick up those scriptures and take them home 
and dwell on them and you will be blessed. Now, if there is anyone that wants to deal with some anxiety in their life, you know, now know the answers to what to do with it and that's to repent from the anxiety and to seek the Lord. And if you want a booster for the power of the Holy Spirit, you come forward at the end of this meeting and we'll pray for you and we'll ask the Holy Spirit to knock that thing for a six. God bless you. Let's pray. Father, I just thank you that you love us. I thank you that your love is so powerful that it can drive out any fear and any anxiety that we have. Father, show us how to reach out and receive your love, which is freely given. And Lord, for those that need a prayer boost, that need something revealed to them, and need a sense of your presence, Lord, I invite you and ask you to come and minister right now in Jesus' name.